Panay podcast. To magically disappoint your parents. Dang. <laughs> Look at that vibrato. <laughs> well, you got a theater major over here. <laughs> so we're back. At, we're back by popular demand um, with our favorite guests, reoccurring forever. <laughs> Nicole! Nicole is here! Yay. Say hello, Nicole. Hello. It's been a while. Been a hot minute. <laughs> a literal hot minute. <laughs> we'll talk about the behind the scenes later. Yeah. So going back to Nicole. Nicole, like, can you refresh uh, our? Um, even though we don't want refreshers, but you know, some people need refreshers about how you identify. Um. Okay. I identify as super queer, um, non-binary, and a Filipinex American. And a nerd. Love it. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Know you in that fandom stuff. <laughs> but so today, I we wanted to go ahead and discuss Philippine X, Filipina, and Filipino identity. We wanted to go ahead and start tackling the binary and the non-binary. So, what can you go ahead and tell us about, like, how you came to your non-binary identity? <laughs> That's funny, actually. So, I think maybe my second year at UNLV in the gender and sexuality studies program, um, I started to really interrogate what does it mean to be a woman um, and like the social things that are attached to that. Um, and I was just kind of, I don't know. I mean, maybe like I was having like an identity crisis perhaps. Um, but I think maybe I'm always in crisis. I'm just being dramatic. (laughs) Um, And so it wasn't until last fall, and and I have friends who identify as non-binary and just um, watching watching them uh, come into this identity was something that I think that maybe I wanted to investigate. And so I went to... um, (laughs) NWSA, the National Women's Studies Association, (laughs) which is like so... like. Classic, I guess. And so I went to this uh, conference, and they have pronoun badges. And I well, I think before this, I so I have friends who are that identify as non-binary, and my friends are also were also really incorporating um, gender-neutral language and pronouns just in general. And so I think I was really comfortable with that. And so we went to this conference, and. I saw this pronoun ribbon that goes on your badge, and I just went with it. Um, and so for that entire weekend, I was Nicole, and um, Nicole as they, them, theirs. And I just haven't looked back since. Yeah. Uh, so. That's it's such just, a beautiful transformation. It's just kind of, yeah. it's fitting that it would happen at a women's studies conference. Right. Academic <laughs> conference is like, like, is this a joke? No. <laughs> Um, but so this is fairly new to me, identifying as as non-binary, and I'm not out to my family as non-binary, mm-hmm. just because the the idea of having to explain to them what that means is um, like gives me anxiety because yeah. I already am defending my sexuality, defending my androgynous um presentation defending what i every like all parts of me what i study at school like i'm tired mm-hmm. so i 
don't mind if my family refer to me as she, her, hers. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me. Mm-hmm. But I think in in spaces, so mostly at school or, or amongst other um, feminists and folks who are inclusive of language and identities, like, I'm more assertive with saying I use they, them pronouns. Um, if folks slip up, that's fine. Like, I slip up also. Mm. Um, and I don't know, like, am I going to be, a, am I going to be non-binary for the rest of my life? I don't know. Like, it's it's fluid. Yeah, I guess I do identify as someone who is fluid. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have experience in trying to, like, explain to other folks what it means to be non-binary. I can only talk about my experience. Mm. But I will reference the uh the book by or the comic the graphic novel by Archie Bongiovanni and Tristan Jimerson, a quick and easy guide to they them pronouns. I love like that. it's like yeah. five bucks. Yeah. Something like that you can get on Amazon. Um, or not Amazon. Don't get it on Amazon. It's so helpful. <laughs> no, don't get it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Support a local bookstore. You can pick it up at alternate reality comics. Say yes. Hi. Say hi to <laughs> to our friend Ralph. Say hi to Ralph. Um, there, right? <laughs> hi Koi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, going off of that, it's so, it's such a, like, you know, interesting experience because, like, my friend, I have a friend, um, they go by they, them online, you know, but however, they revert back to she, her, hers, and for them, like, I asked them one day, I'm like, why don't you push harder for, you know, they, them, you know, with me, like, I, like, I, cause I slip, you know, and like, I know, I know that on their online identity, in their fandom discourses, that they do that, right? And so, like, I asked them this, and they were like, you know, it's, like, what informs me in my, like, growing up through a cisgendered lens, and then, you know, also understanding, like, the the environment is also, like, a part of that, you know? So, like, that's why, like, she's not as, like, strict and just, like, eh, you know? But so, like, it was, like, you know, that was, like, very enlightening for me to understand, like, like, how how malleable, like, we can be with our gender identities and how, like because that's just how it is but when you take it in the filipino context like it's it's interesting there too right yeah how does it how can you how can we see these values implemented in our filipino language and like that's the other part it's like because philippine x and filipina and filipina are highly contested in like you know like the activist circles within the Philippines from what like I saw on Tumblr and like I read on like some other like scholarly articles um it's just like because for our listeners, you know, like, if you grow up understanding the language, you know, it's, there's no grammatical gender, you know? Mm. And so, like, that's, that, that has been the debate between using Philippine X and then also, like, going between Filipino. But then it's, like, other people in America are arguing, like, hey, well, Spanish colonization, where do you think the name came from? King Philip of the ass, you know? Like, mm. so it's, like, how do we go through that? It's like what I've been peeking at, you know, it's just like we have these differences in language, but we also have like these strong, like, you know, ties to like colonizations between America and then also by like Spain. And now like when we come here, like, it's like, how do we navigate between our American identities and being able to go ahead and like counteract all this like, like nuances in gender and like, you know, race 
That is so much rose. I know it's yeah. so much. Classic it's like, it drives my. I, I, that's why I'm just like, this is a conversational <laughs> podcast. If I have the answer about together, and that's the thing. We don't have the answers, and I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. So I think. I'm, well, I'm gonna preface this by saying that I'm not a linguist. Um, I don't speak Tagalog fluently. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it, actually. Same. I understand it fluently. Especially when they're talking shit. Yeah, but I <laughs> I struggle um, with that. So I think um, there's a... The divide is be- between... So are you, are you telling me that folks in the Philippines do not want to use X? They don't want to use X. Allegedly, like that's the that's the thing. You saw that on the internet. I saw that on the internet. <laughs> I'm just yeah. wondering where. I love how you, like, you saw that on the on the internet. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, I did. Like on the Tumblr. I just post. want to know <laughs> who the parties are involved. Apparently, like there was this one person on Tumblr who like made this long post. I'm gonna send it to y'all like right after this. But it's just like they were just talking about how like X is very privileged or something, and I'm just like. Well, I mean, I mean, like, you're, we're in America. I feel like it's, like, the, where we're at in our apartment, right? Well, okay, so that's, like, I think that's a fair assessment from them yeah. to say this because if they're, I mean, it's a it's a valid critique, like, mm-hmm. saying that this is a privileged thing. Um, at the same time, I think, like, just really knowing where, like, your physical space, like, if you're in the Philippines or you're in the diaspora, if you're in the United States, like, things are going to, like, words are going to mean different things mm-hmm. depending on your location and I am okay with that mm-hmm. um, I think maybe like it would be worth um, investigating why like the aversion to the X like I think that that is something that would be worth um, as as our, our friend Desiree likes to say mm-hmm. let's peel back the layers and mm-hmm. expose this onion like to really get to the root of like why the aversion to the X? And, like, the misconception that I saw, like, like during some of, like, this research was, like, people think it's a very white American thing. But, like, in fact, the X came from someone who was Latinx, you know? like Yeah, I mean, we're cousins of the same colonizer. <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> like, That's some real talk there. Yeah, but I, I think that, like, it's fine, whatever. Like, yeah. diaspora wars are real. Hmm. It's, it's so divisive, but it's like whatever it's fine <laughs> like um like i'm not going to fight someone in the philippines if they don't want to use x in philippine x like whatever it's fine i wouldn't want to fight anyone either. no i think that's a that's a waste of time <laughs> it is it's it's going to drain your energy um but i guess so are you asking how how would i navigate that with among other filipinos i guess like how or, do like, we being... all navigate it like i'm picking the question to all of us right now for me it's just like again it's like the context of our environment you know also being informed by our generation you know our families like and kind of like also just the biggest things like having an awareness of like where we get our information and how like we're able to access certain things in comparison mm. you know because like i think i'm like i i'm getting a different type of like exposure being in america compared to someone in the philippines who's like getting a totally different like activist stance because like there's a certain hegemony 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 i can never say it right <laughs> <laughs> like hegemolopolis <laughs> hegemony hegemony no, look at me. It's fine. It's a five dollar word. It's fine. <laughs> but it's just like, because like we look at like what is the forefront of like the issues for people in like a different country, right? It's like obviously like 
like people are like more concentrating on like dictatorship right now in the Philippines, like and language, than language, mm. you know. So it's just like, what are we tackling here versus where? How are we able to tackle things here in America, you know, in the U.S. So I think about that too. That was like just like things that were peeking at me. I was like, right. you know, it's so hard navigating that, like, and not just on the general level, but also on the personal with the family levels. I think there's room to have the same conversations. Like, there's room to talk about Duterte, and there's room <laughs> to talk about um, wanting your family to use uh, gender neutral or non binary language. Like, there's room for that. Yeah. I, me personally, I'm just not gonna. I'm I'm not going to go there with my family because mm-hmm. I I think so you have to think about what it means for you and your energy level and putting in that much um emotional labor emotional labor um and thinking you also have to consider like your safety is mm-hmm. is like cuz you know there are parts of us that we um have to like put away for our own personal safety um, so I guess like so I've noticed um, the more butch that I present, the more I have to be aware of where I'm at physically. Like if I'm in a very cis het space, like I kind I like I need to walk with my keys and between my fingers. Like I have to be aware of that because mm-hmm. of the ways that white supremacy and like heteronormativity and like patriarchy how that all informs my personal safety. Sure. So. Um, Honestly, if other folks are going to be open to, like, the open to gender-neutral language or, um, like, then that's a good place to start. Right. Um, there is, it is, ter- or not terrifying, but it is tiring to constantly fight for your humanity. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Like, I, I keep thinking about when Nicole was talking about safety Mm -hmm. and before any of us have entered college I think there's a great deal of amount that wasn't safe for us because as we're navigating our identities as adolescents and stepping out of line for the word Filipina um, has actually been pretty um, unsafe with with parents trying to keep us in line in the various ways of keeping us in line I took a turn. A real turn. <laughs> and it's like, I think about, like, like the androgyny aspects, too, like, you mm-hmm. know, of, like, just the physical, you know, and it's, like, not on the language level, because, like, I think about a friend of mine, um, they, uh, they, pre- they present very androgynous, so they just kind of go with it, right? So, but they also have femininity, and obviously, like, when, with androgyny, it's like, uh, you like any cisgendered binary person who's like what you know so like they went downtown you know like near gold spike area right and they were like threatened because they were wearing like you know military boots but they were also wearing like this mesh see-through like um shirt and you know you could see the see right. the, the the goods of the nipples and and like they were like yeah that's the last time i'm gonna dress like that in like downtown Right. You know, and like they just prevent, they like, they have the many, and they have like the masculinity, and it's like just androgyny, you know. And like when you take that to language, it's also like the, the meaning of space and feeling safe and being able to disclose that with people, fellow like feminists, fellow students who would be able to be receptive to that, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Philippines is a very interesting place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, like I've never been, but um, 
it's very it's very interesting uh, in the ways that folks identify as so like trans women there may not identify as being trans mm-hmm. like they still use he him pronouns or are very comfortable with folks referring to them as men like it's mm-hmm. it's very complicated um, and very interesting at the same time um, because it's like fluidity and um, like having like being a fluid person or not being cis is not new you know to like not. humankind mm-hmm. like ge- gender neutral um, like deities have existed <laughs> and like if you're just thinking about like native folks and two-spiritness and like we have a version of that but because of colonization like it's not a thing anymore Mm -hmm. so i think that's like colonial mentality is definitely very much a thing um so thinking about colonial mentality how does that play out in home because you know this language is enforced in us i think you just gotta pick your battles to be honest like i like don't don't get into something like i don't i don't know like i just think about how i whenever i'm around my parents i don't like i just don't get into these kind of deep conversations with them and but when i am around like don't die on us well this is gonna be awkward we got the right when i think about like my niece and my nephew who are we're like four or five years apart from each other so they're like my little siblings um like i will i will enforce um my pronouns more because Mm -hmm. of who they are and how like how open they are to this kind of language and um i guess yeah just fluidity like just like feel out where you are and don't put pressure on yourself to um yeah just put yourself first I want to go back to, you know, trans presenting um, back in the Philippines. And for some other countries, like when I was living in Guam, they saw that as, oh, Philippines is so progressive. But again, you said they are using the he, him pronouns. So is it, you know, they're probably thinking that this is an, an identity for the, those who are having a beauty contest in the Philippines. An aesthetic almost. Yeah, the aesthetic that we had talked about a long time ago in Nicole's last, last episode, episode like yeah. way back when but yeah they, uh, is it an aesthetic or is do they want it to be an aesthetic because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the fluidity that actually is inherently in our culture that's definitely yeah that's a good point I think also like it's okay if, if they want to use he him pronouns mm-hmm. but are like for I guess all intents and purposes are presenting as women like it's fine yes. like yeah. who cares I think that like um, well I mean a lot of people care and clearly that's why folks are experiencing violence like mm-hmm. what if it's like your friend going downtown or like folks in other countries if it doesn't it that's why like and I'm gonna throw it back to Des and say because they said this is that binaries are dangerous mm-hmm. they're so limiting and then they are also a threat to our lives so I guess what I'm saying is that folks need to decolonize. Yes. 
Yeah. And like, this is something I also talked about with another professor of mine, um, Dr. Mark Perdunpat, is about the differences between a gender consciousness and then a feminist consciousness, you know, because those are very clearly defined when like, I understand in gender, like I'm supposed to present this way, I'm supposed to act and behave this way. Whereas a feminist conscious is like, I need to question these imbalances. I need to question why gender is like this or how do I go ahead and correct these imbalances. And it's like, that's also another thing about accessibility too. It's like, do I even have the room to be able to like start peeking these questions about right. my identity? So I might, might as well just go ahead and just go with the flow, you know? Yeah, you make me think about like why colonization is so prevalent and still exists in the policing of each other. And I just think that maybe majority of Filipinos don't have access to the history. Like, you know, there's a disparity in um, the, the collegiate studies of our people. You know, it's discouraged among our large population not to go into liberal arts or, you know, liberal studies. Um, it's definitely frowned upon. So those stories and are going to fizz out without the interest, without the fight, without the radicals who are willing to investigate and interrogate. Yeah, and speaking of being radicals, like also being able to engage within like personal like interpersonal relationships like and trying to like we were talking about this over text you know like about like I like for me personally it's hard for me to like date someone who isn't somewhat woke or like I feel like I have to like kind of like ease them into like understanding these discourses right and like that's also goes with my, me and my family too it's just like it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a pick and choose battle it's an emotional labor and it's just like do is this the day for me to go ahead and like really get into it with someone I guess and that's really up to you if you're willing to do that labor um I mean I I don't I don't know if I consider myself like woke quote unquote woke like I feel like I'm I'm just different as I was than I than I was like a year ago like I'm um I think that that is a reflection of the spaces that I take up like so being in academia for sure that's where I get access to all this kind of information um I think that social media plays a really big part in that like a lot of folks are on social media I think that even some like mainstream publications are getting on this like Teen Vogue is now talking about or, like Teen Vogue is now socially conscious I think like, MTV right. has that yeah and about, like right? and MTV with Decoded like there are ways to access these things that I, I think it is also, and I think also maybe folks were practicing feminism or like, but not calling it feminism at right. home. So I think I maybe just like trying to assert your humanity, <laughs> assert humanity. rather than like it being labeled as, are you a feminist? Yeah, before emotional labor was a concept that I had recently learned about, I mean, I was physically disciplined many times for stepping outside of the identity of Filipina and so you know I just that's why this podcast means so much and having both of you means so much because (laughs) I know we're making uh, mushy feelings but just the constant deconstruction of um, the constant policing of us it it frightens me because it's just like at some point um, is physically disciplining going to be the legacy we continue the buck stops with us 
<laughs> and, like, I think that's what's great is that, like, we start, like, once we have, like, these fem- a feminist conscious or at least, like, an understanding of, like, you know, wanting to, like, deconstruct, reconstruct, like, these power imbalances, we're able to intervene in, like, these horrible circles of, like, you know, what was the word? You know, like, uh, the cycles, we break the cycle, you know, of, like, hurting, like, ourselves and our families and then hurting ourselves between our relationships and our own identities. And, like, in ways, like, I want to be able to use what I learn to be able to help others to, like, you know, have an understanding, you know, at least an awareness to peek it, like, think about it, sit on it, you know, like, sip it, put it in your fridge, then sip it again. I think (laughs) one of the most, you know, knowing Nicole as long as I have, I just am always learning more and more about fluidity because, you know, even if I think I understand it, it's always good to hear it from somebody who can better explain, Mm -hmm. but I mean, and this is for any guest who comes on here. You know, I respect the emotional labor that they're willing to put into the time of this show. Yes. Uh, cut me that check. <laughs> Where's uh, the imaginary? JK. Waffle. Uh, Stroop Waffle. Caramel. Candy <laughs> So is there anything else we want to add to this huge language concept um, and radicalness that comes with it? Nicole? Mm. Yeah, just being aware of where you are, um, like words mean things in different places. So, and to pick and choose your battles, like, don't, I just really encourage folks not to (laughs) get into debates that are, like, just end up in circles. Like, I guess that's not a debate even then. I I think that the, the older that I've gotten, the more I don't care about um, other folks like and their antagonism because mm-hmm. really it just is up to um, not up to but I'm going to care about my energy levels first before I care about engaging in this like a uh, like debate that's not debate does that make sense you're going to edit this right no. <laughs> I, I really I really like the whole energy level thing because I think that we are expected to give 110% to even like relatives or concepts we don't like. It's like cultural. It's like this episode real got real, real, real. Like I'm just like, <laughs> like the air in like this room right now is like, oh, you know, and then, like your faces. I'm just like, oh, damn, you know, it got deep. It got, it went there. Huh? We didn't talk about uh, being black sheep. Oh. We'll do it next time. Next Let's do it right now. Next time in the long. Oh, okay. We got four minutes. Okay, we got, we got this. Yes. Okay. So like, because that comes that comes back to that. Right? We talk about like uh, language and like dissent and yeah. just dissenting in your own home and what that is like is is um, and I also think about because maybe is dissent like like you couldn't dissent if you were alive during Marcos's era, right? Mm-hmm. So for us to dissent like in the smallest ways is like, oh, you like to argue? Why don't you become a lawyer? Yeah, like, that's like, a line. So I think that that's another aversion to like why I'm not going to engage with my family members, like older family members, mm-hmm. who um, make a joke out of serious things. So I'm going to jump off that point. So um, in some circles of my family, as much as everyone knows me as Jean the nice person, I am Jean the asshole <laughs> because I I raise my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, after many years of 
you know, getting in trouble. I mean, I raise my voice um, and not many people like me um, for, for doing that. But um, I guess I'm tired to the point where I just, I just don't want to hear more policing. You know, I mean, um, what's an example that I can give? Like my dad was telling me how to heal my dog and kind of like, you know, I think it comforts um, some of my family members to see that I'm this incompetent girl. Mm. And so I was like, I don't need advice. I am competent. I know what I'm doing. And then his response was like, whoa, right? Because it's like, how dare I, you know, question. <laughs> how, how, how dare you? <laughs> Just because you grew up in America and you went to college. You think you know everything. Were you there? <laughs> or is this, the, is this, is this the, is this the, it's the, the it's the universal, yes. like, response to you even saying, like, just to advocate for yourself yeah. is like the, what? 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 <laughs> I don't understand. Like, honestly, like, getting into debates with my own mom, like, just me and her, because my mom actually does, like, have a recept, like, she is receptive to it, but definitely she has always a but to it, and yeah. always a, like, well to it, and it's like, well, actually, <laughs> actually, factually, according to the encyclopedia, it's like, gosh, ma, alright, but here's the other funny thing, is like, my sister will use me as, like, a, like, entertainment piece, no, because, like, here's the thing, like, She'll ha- she'll bring her friends over, you know, and like, she'll, like like we'll be at these parties, and all of a sudden I become the person that they start asking, and like sometimes they'll try to go ahead and antagonize me, and like try to like get on me, mm. you know. So and yeah, you know, y'all know, I know what I mean. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> but like I like I don't know. I how, do you mind me asking? How old are you? I'm I'm 25. Yeah, you're not gonna care in a couple years, which is <laughs> liberating. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so awesome. liberating. Yeah, yeah like. I just but it is tiring at your age. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, I'm at an age where, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm able to, like, really, I feel like I'm, I want to keep charging. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that y'all lost the fire. Like, yeah, like we're yeah. all here. We're all here. No, this the, is the fire. Yeah, like, the fire is still there. It's just where I. The effort. For yeah, it. where I choose to focus. Yeah. It's yeah. strategic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, being used as, like, a commodity in my sister's spaces sometimes and in front of her friends who, like, just, like. And this, here's the thing. They're around y'all's ages, too. And so they just, they just relish in, like, you know, like, trying to ask me more questions. But it's, like, I literally just answer that, like. And then, like, at that point, I'm, like, you know what? You, you can, you have a phone. Have so a is it, is it just, like. Like a like, there's in they're intentionally like asking you things about like like problematic things. They intentionally ask me problem. Like they'll they'll drop the T word on me, and I'm just you know annoyed. what? Like, like start charging. I know. Like honestly, me. like know your worth. <laughs> um, yeah, like I either. So I guess this is my advice to you: is to <laughs> either tell them to consult their local librarian because uh, don't completely trust Google because right, yeah. algorithms of oppression are a real thing. Y'all should check out that book by Dr. Safia Noble. Safia, Dr. Noble. Um, so yeah, algorithms of oppression are a real thing. So please consult otherwise, like librarians, or really do your diligence with Google. And then, um, or start charging because if yeah. they're like, because that's labor. And but, like, but even if they think but it's funny. But here's the other thing that's that's mm-hmm. funny. It's like it's uh, well, 
interesting is because like it's not only a way for them to entertain themselves but it's also a way to kind of like use as an escapism or as a way to go ahead and make light of the situations and like Mm -hmm. also i think like and this is something that i've talked with other professors about before people just relish in like you know other people's pain other people's pain sometimes like they just don't really care you know and like i've been better at recognizing that in those spaces Mm. Where I'm just like, I'm not going to engage with that. That's a, it, or to even, like, throw it back at them and be like, why do you feel that way? Like, why are you asking me this question? Like, why why do you care so much, at, like, you know, about undocumented folk? And, like, you know, why does it bother you so much that they want to immigrate here? Like, literally, one of my sister's friends is no, That's a good thing. You know, I that was a piece of advice that I got from Dr. Constancio Arnoldo. Awesome. <laughs> uh, was to, like, when folks are being wild, is for you to ask them to elaborate on this wildness like that's an interesting choice of that word why why do you, why did you use that word or can you explain further because then it like forces them to really think about what they're doing and what they're saying right yeah and Turn most the times they don't really have the words to explain it and then they're just like well <laughs> and then you, they also realize like you're actually engaging in civil discourse rather than the debate that they wanted, the heated debate that they're trying to... Yeah. I Well, also, identifying as a feminist is, like, that's fuel for someone to be like, oh, I'm gonna start a fight. I'm, mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna say yeah. some sexist things. It's, like... It's a triggering word. Yeah. In public. Is that, like, I'm not gonna argue. That's... I'm not gonna do it. I have an R&R that I still need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a really rich conversation. With yeah, we're everything. over time, too. We are over time. It. I hope you had a long commute, listeners. <laughs> 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 hope it was, like, a, dry, a long, long drive. And I hope that everyone gathered something from this, even though we are not your local librarians. <laughs> we're not. Google is <laughs> we, not exactly. We, we know some, though, so get in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Nicole, thank you so much. For thank your you input, again. Your thank insight. you for having me. We're gonna keep having you. We're gonna keep having you. Like, you want to add me? Like, add me. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Time to sign off. This is Jean. This is Rose, and we are still magically disappointing our parents. Jean did that. <laughs>